everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roost Podcast. As always, I am Carson Byers, here with my co-host Matthew Bartlett, the founder and managing editor of The Roost, your premier source for rice sports news and analysis. <laughs> Where tone, do we start? <laughs> yeah, the tone of this podcast is going to be very different than it would have been as of, uh, I don't know, like an hour and a half ago. Uh, we record this as we record this shortly after 8 p.m. on Monday night, October the 18th, but... Um, yeah, so Rice played a football game this weekend. Uh, I think that's about as much as we want to say on it, that a football yeah, game happened. What, the third or fourth most notable thing that Rice did this weekend? Football-related? Semi-related? <laughs> yeah, um, it was ugly in every conceivable way. Um, I guess the only thing to say that puts even a semi-optimistic spin on this is that they probably weren't going to win this game anyway. So. Yeah. So (laughs) in terms of the record, I guess, you know, a loss is a loss, no matter how it looks. And this one looked pretty bad. So, um, you know, I guess things in this conference, such as it exists anymore, uh, can change in a moment. And, you know, Rice could still make something out of this season. Uh, Those prospects start to look more bleak these days, but you know, we'll see where it goes. And frankly, that's all I want to say or think about this game. <laughs> well, I think we did compromise instead of going our, our usual hour. We'll probably cut this down a little bit because I, I feel like we already we did this podcast against Texas. Uh, that was 58 nothing, not 45 nothing. Um, so I guess that was different. Um, so we I, I do have a couple things that I thought um, need to be discussed, need to be said, need to be discussed. So we'll talk a little bit on that. And then obviously, as you're alluding to, um, the the big news that I think we want to spend most of our time in uh, foreshadowing is Rice's uh, potential conference affiliation. Um, do, do we have a drum roll sound beat? <laughs> yeah, I can put one in, I guess. Yeah, I completely like I read this tweet from from Pete Thamel at Yahoo and. It starts out expected to examine expansion this week with six schools expected to send applications expected to receive applications from FAU, Charlotte, North Texas, UTSA, Rice and UAB this week. And I was like, well, okay, I'm glad we're trying. And then the next sentence, the expectation is that they will be accepted. So, um, and they being the American athletic conference. Oh yes. Sorry. (laughs) Buried the lead there. Um, yeah. Uh, the American looks like, uh, I mean, we have all, I, I think, pretty much universally wanted Rice to get out of this horrible, miserable shell of a conference, as does every other member of it. And um, this is not how I expected this to go. Like, I maybe had a little bit of optimism regarding the Mountain West. I think I thought the most likely thing was what we've been saying, sort of a geographic, you know, rejiggering of of the Sun Belt and CUSA, but uh yeah, this is unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> I I all right. We I know we want to spend the most of our time on here. So we're gonna go here. I do do want to backtrack. We couldn't we couldn't get more than what, two or three minutes into this before uh talking about uh, I mean what, the biggest news in rice football since I uh I it's important. I, I don't know. It's like from when. an off the field perspective since the um, 
move from the whack. I guess, yeah. <laughs> if that was celebrated. What, 15 years ago? Yeah, I don't mm. know what... I don't know. Everything was very different then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, th- speaking of different, something that maybe wasn't as different as we wanted it to be, uh, the UTSA game. Man. And and we were discussing... Um, we were discussing this morning uh, what we were going to talk about on the podcast uh, today, but we did mention that we wanted to roll through our conversation that we had Saturday morning uh, leading up to this game uh, in which oh. we both kind of speculated that, you know, we might actually, we don't know if we know anything about how good this team is uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, we hadn't really seen a little bit of good, a lot of bit of bad. We didn't really know where they were. Um, and uh, I said uh, it so far, we've probably seen that rice isn't an upper tier team in, in conference USA, um, but they have proven everyone wrong before. And now they have a QB and I'm nervous, but optimistic <laughs> uh, to which you said that you uh, thought I was probably right and hoped that we would at least be competitive. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then, uh, we kind of went back and forth along those <laughs> lines and then, uh, you finished it out with, um, good rice can force, uh, Frank Harris to make mistakes and win this game. Bad rice gets blown out and, uh, you were pretty close here, uh, <laughs> 48 to 17. Uh, uh, you were, uh, perhaps just a tad bit too pessimistic on the defense, but, uh, uh, overly optimistic on the offense, shall we say? So um, yeah, when yeah. I when I texted you, I didn't think that was going to end up in a podcast two days later. No, yeah, <laughs> we were not expecting to have to air those receipts. Oh man, but hey, we're we're men of the people, and we are honest, if nothing else. Um, so yeah, it was it was brutal. Um, offensive note, I think it was a man. It was a carbon copy of the Houston game on offense um protection was awful um the the slow starts um you can almost and and you this was a complete like all phases of the game had problems so i'm not trying to pin this on one unit Uh, but the protection up front in the first initial series uh there were two free rushers on the first third down that when rice was trying to uh to move the sticks. And then on that fourth down attempt that they tried uh, near midfield, again, two free rushers that got to the quarterback uh, and hit and injured the quarterback that were unblocked. And we've seen this now. We saw this in the Houston game when there is no protection. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback and it doesn't matter what they're capable of because they don't have time uh, to throw the football. So I thought the offensive line uh, and, and I will, I'm not sure I can't, I can't, I'm not drawing all these plays up, but whether that was Constantine or McCaffrey, whoever was supposed to be adjusting and moving these protections, um, it just wasn't there. And the offense was set up for failure from the start. Yeah. Um, and to, uh, especially for that to happen coming out of a bye week is just. Yeah, it's yeah. not great. No, and Rice has UAB next week, who has, a, I I think, probably a better defense than UTSA. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
I would say that's probably fair. Worse offense, you... almost certainly, but but probably a better defense. Yeah, so it's it's not going to get any easier, and we knew that. Um, but yeah, I, I what we've and what we saw in the the Southern Miss and the Texas Southern games. Um, obviously, Rush won those games, but I think the offensive line and protection. Um, was working together a lot better. Um, the the plays had time to develop, and Rice had time to look downfield and complete passes down the field. They threw for 36 yards in this game against UTSA, um, with some time to not be, you know, running for the hills. Uh, I think we've seen this offense can can move. So that's kind of the uh, the make or break, right? Moving forward, if if Rice can get some sort of protection, then I think we've seen the offense can work. Uh, if they don't. I don't know if there's a plan B. It hasn't looked like there is. Yeah, and it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it just. I don't know it's what to a... do at this point. They 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 got to play better. And that's I. I don't know. That might be all there is to it. Yeah. Defense. Two of these scores were pick sixes from the offense. So defensively gave up. Uh, four touchdowns. Uh, I thought there were a couple plays that I, I think, obviously, the de- defensive coordinator, Ryan Smith, would like back. Uh, I thought, in general, the UTSA offense did exactly what kind of what we thought they would do. Like, they effectively stayed ahead of the chains, got three, four, five, seven, eight yards um, on plays, didn't really have um, face too many third and tens, third and elevens. Um, Obviously, they had that big explosive run by Sincere McCormick um, and then kind of one one like a silver a sliver of hope. I thought that was interesting in this. Uh, if you want to go back and look at that run, uh, watch the angle and the speed that Sean Fresh moves at on the opposite side of the field to catch McCormick. Um McCormick hits the hole, accelerates and then blows past everybody on that side of the uh, side of the field. And Fresh is actually the far side corner um, who starts behind McCormick at, at the play once he's broken through and actually chases him down the length of the field to push him out uh, on like what the 10 or something like that. Um, so that is not much in the grand scheme of things. But I think if nothing else, like we have some tangible proof that the talent is on the field that can that can do some of these things and, and you know, prevent absolute disaster. Uh, they're just not putting it all together yet. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like, if you do the math on the yards per play, like, uh, like the defense, they gave up 403 yards on 62 plays, which is about 6.6 yards per play, which is bad, but not horrible. Um, maybe not the amount you'd expect for a, a blowout of that size. Uh, if you take out McCormick's run, it's uh, a little over five yards a play, which is fine. So, like... On a down-to-down basis, the defense was not horrible in this game, um, which gives you some hope that, like, you know, if if the team collectively plays better, I think this defense can still put together the performances they need to win in this conference. I mean, like they did against Southern Miss, they picked all four pick, they picked all four passes in that game. But, um, yeah, it just this is this is a burn the tape and move on type of game i just i i don't know that you 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 draw a whole lot for sometimes you just have to say that was a disaster and we're moving on and yeah that's that's probably what you're looking at here 
Yep. Uh, shout out to Charlie Mendez for punting 100 times for a thousand yards. Um, if nothing else, I think he had a 66 yarder. I think that had a good, good, good run in this game. So after basically nothing good to say about special teams for a month and a half, uh, yep, I thought he, there we go. He, he played well today or Saturday, whatever day it is. Um, but that was about it. Yep. You uh, wrap it up and you move on to uh, UAB. I, I kind of, you know, we talked a little bit about the Marshall game last week heading into the UTSA game, but I think it was particularly interesting not to um, dwell too much on history because it's not that prescriptive, but uh, Rice had just come off. Um, I really it wasn't crushing to the same degree of the UTSA game this, this time around, but a very de- disappointing loss uh, to North Texas uh, where they yeah. just got bullied up front and just did not look at all like the team we thought they were. Uh, they lost their starting quarterback in that game. They went on the road where they were, I don't know what the spread is, but probably going to be two to three touchdown underdogs, if nothing else. Uh, Brad Rosner was out of that game. Uh, they were missing a lot of key players on both sides of the ball um, and shouldn't have shouldn't have been competitive. And then they pulled off the biggest upset probably in school history or close. So sports, we don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah, something incredibly weird can always happen, and we've seen this team do it before, so um, here's hoping. Yeah, incredibly weird, like uh, conference realignment? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, w- so were you sitting down? Like, how did your brain process when you saw this uh, come across your screen? I mean, yeah, that's it's kind of what I was saying before. I saw it and I was like, "Oh, well, that's nice. I'm glad we're, um, you know, I'm glad we're we're shooting for the fences here." But then, um, I, you know, you can see what they're going for. Like, it's obviously like a TV markets type thing. And I thought, you know, we had all collectively tried that in the last round of re- round of. Le- realignment and it didn't you know pan out the way say the big 10 expected when they added Rutgers but (laughs) uh I am not going to question the logic here so yeah so the (laughs) I uh, so here is where things currently stand right so Pete Thamel uh reported we'll say those names again FAU Charlotte North Texas UTSA Rice and UAB um are expected to, I guess nobody's officially, you know, I'm using air quotes here. Uh, nobody's officially invited until they are, you know, I guess applies on their own volition slash under the table. They've been told it's a done deal. <laughs> so those six teams are expected to join the currently eight member uh, American Athletic Conference to make a 14 team conference. Uh, that would leave. Excuse me, UTEP, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, Western Kentucky, Marshall, FIU, and Old Dominion. Just kind of chilling. So uh, before we get to the AAC, any parting words um, for our, uh, you know, reportedly uh, former conference mates? What even comes of of Conference USA at this point? This kind of feels like the death knell if it goes through. Nobody wants UTEP? It's it's kind of bizarre. It doesn't really make sense. But I think at this point, unless the 
unless you see the Sun Belt move in and start aggressively uh, expanding and adding people, I don't really know what happens next. I mean, you have uh, Marshall, I guess, has been talking about um, joining the Sun Belt for some time, but I don't know if uh, we see that realistically happening uh, between them and, uh, I don't know, I guess Western Kentucky might be interesting to somebody, but uh, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know where Conference USA goes at this point, and I, for one, am glad that we don't hopefully have to stick around and find out. Yeah, no, like wondering about these other teams. Like, so the Sun Belt currently has 10 members in football. I was just looking that up. So you have to figure that some of these teams are sort of a natural fit for them, like Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss, maybe Western Kentucky, like, and 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 that's a fit, right? Like the the Sun Belt is in a pretty good place right now in terms of having programs like Louisiana and Coastal Carolina and you know Georgia State's kind of on there and App obviously. So like there are some fits there, but like what does UTEP do? Like does the Mountain West want UTEP? Like uh, probably not, right? Um, so Back I to the I, whack. I, yeah, <laughs> uh, which. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so I don't know. I feel bad for UTEP, I guess, especially in this, you know, one bright moment of a season they're they're having. But um, at the same time, uh, good riddance to see USA, and I will not, I will not miss it. Yeah, this is the point where we uh, clutch our, our our rabbit's foot and cross our fingers and toes and ears and everything we can to make sure that uh, <laughs> yeah, make sure this everything goes through. everything follows through. We've seen crazier things, but you know, I. I, I, the athletics, Chris Vanini echoed it um, later and uh, he added a, a note that I don't think we mentioned yet um, that uh, the AAC um, kind of acting preemptively um, against potential Mountain West expansion and basically getting all of the semi available teams left in Texas. So they add uh, or rather rather the Mountain West, the American adds North Texas, UTSA, uh, Rice. They already, of course, have SMU. Uh, on the docket with Houston departing. So uh, that's all of a sudden we talk about the the lack of geographic cohesiveness <laughs> with with Conference USA. So listen to this. This could be, uh, and I'm just kind of spitballing and driving, drawing around semi-regionalized lines, kind of. You could be looking at uh, the West Division of, of the AAC featuring... Uh, teams like Rice, SMU, Tulsa, Tulane, North Texas, UTSA, um, and Memphis then I, maybe. Memphis. I, Memphis yeah. is probably the most logical choice there. Beyond those, like, and hey, that's. I mean, this is uh, like I, I, you know, you lose U of H out of that group, but this is like I, I have been wanting for years without any expectation that it would actually happen for Rice to go to the AAC so that we could play teams like Memphis and uh, Tulsa and Tulane and SMU that were our rivals in the CUSA that I started watching when I first became a Rice fan. Uh, So, you know, this conference is not uh, losing UH Cincinnati and UCF is a blow. Obviously those are um, the two best programs in the conference and UH. So, (laughs) Uh, this is not going to be the same maybe caliber of football conference that it was, but this is still, it, it's so easy to imagine a world where, you know, 
CUSA disintegrated like it was going to, it, it was always on this track, right? right? It was so easy to see CUSA disintegrating and Rice being one of the teams left out in the cold. Um, I and think that, that was something we were all afraid of being a very real possi possibility up until yeah. 24, what, no, not even two hours ago at the time of recording. So for this to happen and Rice to not only, uh, you know, um, cross your fingers, knock on wood, do whatever, you know, worship whatever talisman or idol you would that brings you good luck. Um, but for Rice to come through this and not only not be left high and dry, but actually end up in a better conference than it was before uh, is an enormous coup. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And then just to round out, um, if that's kind of what the the newfound West uh, would look like, even the East, if if this is, you know, who knows how scheduling uh, we're, we're nowhere near to that that hurdle yet. But the East would be potentially uh, South Florida, FAU, Temple, Navy, Charlotte, ECU, and I guess UAB would be on that Eastern side as well. And that. That's kind of fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it's funny I, how that this is now essentially because in the last round of realignment, it was the AAC taking what, like seven schools from CUSA. Now they take something like six more. <laughs> yeah. But and so you're like, oh, well, isn't this just CUSA 2.0? I mean, yeah, kind of. But like. Uh, this is a, you know, reforming of and a much better version of CUSA that existed back in like 2008 than the one uh, I would certainly rather be in this CUSA than the one that currently exists. So, uh, yeah, big upgrade all around. Yeah. And I mean, we always joke about how far El Paso is from from everything. Uh, but even if we just if, even if that were kind of how it I, and who knows how they eventually split it up. Pods, 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 pods. Uh, <laughs> but even if they don't, even if they don't, I guess it's easier to do with, with uh, what, 16 as opposed to 14. I don't know. We could find a way. Um, but anyhow, if that's how they split it up, Rice's furthest uh, road trip would be Memphis, which Memphis is, what are we talking, like eight-hour drive, maybe? Something like that? Could be done in a day? Short flight? Yeah, um, no. It's, I mean, it's definitely closer than uh, definitely closer than El Paso is. And I mean, like, even if UAB ends up in Rice's half of this conference, uh, Birmingham... Uh, <laughs> I can speak to this very specifically. Birmingham <laughs> is closer to Houston than El Paso is. So, yeah. And and count me in. If if we can trade, and we're not going to pick on El Paso. It's, it's a lovely city. Uh, but some of the road trips that that Rice is currently making with its, if, if we can trade some of those and you're adding, I mean, like Tulane. Sign me up. Yes. Yes. Please. We, let's go play games in New Orleans. I don't really care who Rice is playing, but let's just play in New Orleans. That would be a fun one. I'd add that. Uh, we mentioned Memphis. Memphis is wonderful. Uh, SMU, if, if Rice can play, uh, S, they have SMU and North Texas uh, in the Metroplex. Uh, I One, that's, that's a positive to be able to have more frequent touch points um, in that area for recruiting. Uh, but, yeah. but two, that's a very manageable, easy trip for all sports, not just football. Yeah. Um, obviously, football has the, the biggest ramifications here when it comes to the dollars. But uh, I, you, we talked about in last summer when we kind of talked pie in the sky about, 
you know, it's realignment season in the summer and we kind of speculate about how it might work and, and budgets were tight. We talked about the geographic uh, cohesiveness of, of scheduling kind of coming into play and us seeing more of that. Uh, that would check that box. And I, I mean, the less trips that you are taking to Norfolk, Virginia, um, yeah, if you're rice, the, the better. Like, I guess rice does. I think they have what uh, off the top of my head, maybe two or three uh, signees or uh, players on their team right now uh, from the New York, Virginia, that kind of area. So <laughs> there is some recruiting uh, pipelines out there. But uh, it's not the the marquee place where you are, I guess, maybe desiring to spread the rice brand to the same degree yeah. as, you know, maybe uh, the South. I mean, and like when you're taking road trips to teams in the hypothetical east of this conference, you get Navy, which is in the the. That similar sort of area, which gets you like, you know, access to that DMV area, which has a lot of talent in it. Um there's yeah it's well and, and like to make the case in reverse if you want to be on the like what does rice bring to this potential conference well yeah maybe pursuing the tv markets is not as much of a slam dunk thing as it as it seems like because you know let's be honest here we all know that rice is not exactly bringing every tv set in the houston area with it um but, allegedly yeah those teams that are in that conference have gotten used to playing at UH and having that presence and that recruiting touch point in Houston and in Texas. And so bringing schools and, you know, Rice is the only other team left in the market here now that UH is moving to the big 12. So like giving those schools a chance to come to Houston is meaningful for them from, from a recruiting perspective. So like, you know, as, as much as I am flabbergasted and delighted by this, like there is real, logic here beyond the simple like oh houston tv market things that may not hold up under scrutiny but yeah i think that's true i think it's really going to be interesting we haven't talked i, I mentioned briefly the non-football sports i think from a basketball perspective this could be particularly interesting yeah. i think we uh we really like uh, obviously rice's basketball team uh heading into the i guess this coming 21 22 2021-2022 season, I think what uh, head coach Scott Parra has done to make this team exciting and fun. And man, they're going to shoot every three, all the threes. Um, <laughs> but uh, man, I, I think it's, you know, yeah, Memphis, obviously, they there's a lot of draw there. Uh, I think Temple is, is interesting. Um, you know, UAB, yeah, they mm -hmm. the, the work that they've done uh, to build that program up has been exciting. There's, there's some interesting ties uh, here, which are going to be interesting. And on the women's side, you know, who knows where the Rice team is going to go in the uh, post uh, Agumake, Langley, um, Mulkey era. <laughs> but uh, I think it's interesting. And then, you know, baseball, uh, I think Rice baseball still carries. Well, I know Rice baseball still carries a lot of cachet uh, with it. And I think that, you know, I, I think losing the Southern Miss rivalry on the baseball front is kind of a bummer. If, if that's kind of how things go, but if mm -hmm. that's the sacrifice that has to be made, uh, I think for something Rice that's will... an upgrade in every single other way. Yeah, no, I think I'll, Rice I'll... will be just fine. See you later, Southern Miss. Yeah, Louisiana Tech. Those were fun baseball series. 
but yeah. Hey, I guess Rice was supposed to host the Conference USA tournament in uh, 2023. Do we think that's still happening? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if these conferences even exist in two years. Yeah, that's true. There was no. Uh, I, I don't. I don't believe I've seen any time timetable yet on this. I think that is kind of all. Yeah. Uh, there's no official timetable on the Texas, the first domino, the Texas Oklahoma uh, departure. That's uh, yeah. You that know, one's gonna have to fall before the rest of them do. Air quotes. 2025, uh, and then. <laughs> Right. Unless, uh, you know, uh, Texas has to play a Big 12 game in Houston against Houston. That would be wonderful. Um, That would be so great. Just the the farewell shame tour. Um, (laughs) So we'll see. And then so the Big 12 top pieces have to move to the SEC and then the AAC pieces can move to the Big 12. And then I guess that clears the Conference USA pieces. Uh, to move to the AAC. So uh, who knows? It's all kind of in flux. But I think right now, uh, I would I'm, I was going to say net positive, but uh, net better than positive. I, I think if you could have drawn up, uh, and I don't even think we bothered to speculate because we weren't sure how likely this might be. But if you could draw up the perfect scenario, um, you know, post the AAC um, losing uh, Houston and, and those programs that they did the best case scenario for rice. Uh, this has got to be up there. I, I, I think I know that some people kind of speculated that there might be a chance that rice could find some alignment in the mountain West, um, which would have been interesting, but like certainly better from like a football and prestige type of thing, but uh, definitely but, makes the geography difficult. Yeah, and just from a fan perspective, Fresno. yeah, like I mean, maybe you want to take that exotic rose trip, uh, road ro- road trip, Rose Bowl, um, not that far west. Uh, maybe it'd be fun to go out and visit visit Fresno, and but I mean, Colorado Springs. Um, I mean, I guess I mean I guess you could say you can go recruit in like San Diego, which would be nice, but like yeah, I but think I think this is just a much more logical logical thing, for, especially as like. I think, you know, as much as people talk about college football becoming this nas- this national game, like, I think at this level of the sport that Rice is at, it's going to kind of, and I, I think we've talked at least around this topic in the past, but like, it's going to kind of become more important in the future for, for schools like Rice to be more focused geographically, because if you're a rice or a North Texas or a whatever, like trying to play the national game aside from, you know, a, a school like rice on a very like selective recruiting level, the way they do uh, you, you can't play that game. You can't expect to, to pull in, have that national appeal and to play the kind of game that teams like that are at the top of the pot power five are playing. So Yeah, finding I, a conference, I, finding a conference where you get this upgrade, but still things make geographic sense for you, particularly in the division, is an enormous win. Yeah, I, I think where so. I was going with that. No, I I agree, and I'm just kind of like I'm looking through like, uh, you know, there are current uh, probably half, maybe half the road trips in, in Conference USA and the opposing opposing uh, venues that 
are, are fine, but I would not mark off as like, I gotta go. Um, right. I need, I need to be there. Um, just looking through like, uh, SMU is a, a great campus. I'm all in on Dallas. I've done the Ditton trip to North Texas several times. Um, I, for one, uh, Saturday's result aside, um, like being kind of, uh, still paired with UTSA. Uh, I yeah, think same like, Playing Texas schools of that caliber, great. The, the the more the better. Like, Rice doesn't need to be playing a ton of games against Texas and Texas A&M. Maybe mm-hmm. occasional, but lots of those. That's all wins. Uh, Memphis Barbecue. Uh, don't throw me under, my, under the bus, uh, uh, the faithful, but it's not my favorite. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, maybe KC Barbecue a little bit better. I don't know. Um but yeah, and then Tulane, yes, all in. And then Tulsa, I I can't say that's at the top of my list, but if Tulsa's Honestly, my... getting to replace the the in-conference Louisiana road trip from Ruston to New Orleans is... <laughs> <laughs> that feels like highway robbery. <laughs> that's cheating. Is that cheating? What Can an we do enormous that? upgrade. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That alone, if that's all we had to sign off on to make this uh, a thing, yeah, I'm in. So, uh, goodness gracious. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I, you know, we'll stay tuned. I, as more things happen and, and change, who knows? Uh, I, we skipped over, I don't even think we mentioned it on the podcast, the letter that, uh, conference USA commissioner Judy McLeod sent to the AAC asking, uh, can we please merge? Yeah, I think Judy saw this one coming. Uh, I think, I think someone, someone tipped her off. To which, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the AAC said, uh, no, we're good, but we'll take half your league. Oh, man, I, I, the, the change in my mood regarding Rice football <laughs> and the future of Rice athletics has undergone such a drastic shift in the last two hours. Yeah, this is this is wild. Um, any other things that we haven't that we need to hit on 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 the. I was about to say the CUSA front, the AAC front. I haven't fashioned my like dark blue, uh, blue and gray Navy AAC logo yet. I guess that's, that's yeah, next. I'm going to have to get a, a, a quarter zip with, uh, the, the, with the AAC logo on there or something. Does you Homefield just... have anything like generic conference conference? I don't, I don't know if they have conference brands though. We need to hit them up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people that are diehard AAC fans as of, Two and a half hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's great news. Uh, And we'll see. I mean, credit to I I don't know. (laughs) I guess we'll get the I I need the 30 for 30. How Rice maneuvered themselves into the AAC. Yeah. uh, After the fact. But however, however, this got to be where it's at. uh, Yes, Uh, I'm sure we'll have more coming. Uh, I guess I who knows the timeline could be hours. It could be weeks. It could be months. But net net. It's good. Yeah, I I don't think I've gone from feeling this bummed to this excited about Rice Athletics in a 48 hour period ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's nice. Uh, yeah. Now we'll do more. We'll, and this something to sustain us. Uh, sustain our spirits in case of a um a very possibly and very 
maybe quite likely to be um, does, uh, uh, not not so great road trip to Birmingham this weekend. Let's say does Rice start chanting uh, AAC? Is, this, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that the play here? Um, yeah. Um, maybe after like the Western Kentucky game or something like that. Oh. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like with UAB this weekend, it would be like, yeah, yeah, buddy, we did it. Yeah, let's do that. More of that. And then I think <laughs> I, I we do need to add, and this is particularly timely because uh, uh, he just retweeted. Uh, the story. And if you hadn't yet, I have put uh, kind of the latest and greatest uh, of <laughs> Rice to the AAC. And I guess the most recent information that we have on that front as of time of recording, uh, that's up on uh, the website right now. And that was just posted to the Twitter machine, which is how we uh, communicate these days. And uh, one of the things that brings me to this is Rice in the past week um, has had a couple uh, commitments on the 2022 recruiting front. Uh, we don't spend a ton of time talking recruiting uh, on this podcast, uh, really, I guess, during the season. Uh, I guess part of that being, uh, you know, recruiting is kind of hurry up and wait. Sometimes we have a lot of things to talk about and sometimes uh, we have nothing at all. So there's that. Um, but uh, this week we have a little bit of the uh a lot of it of the good news, actually. I'm, I'm scrolling through and making sure I have everything teched together uh, right here. Uh, one of the current commits who just committed uh, this week retweeted my story about Rice going to the AAC. So I think it's hey. safe to say that uh, everybody's excited uh, about also, that. Also, I, I need to put in, put in this quick update that yes. I've just seen on Twitter from a friend of the pod, Sten Gustafsson, at Sweet Al on Twitter. Um, now, every single, and he says D1, I'm going to amend that to FBS because I know Kennesaw State is the Owls as well. Every single FBS school that has the Owl as its mascot is now is now going to be in the same conference. Oh, in the same conference? Because you're adding Temple in there. Oh, that's right. Temple, oh, FAU, is... and Rice. Oh, man. Can, okay, can we, I know this is a long shot, but can we push like for a complete and total rebrand? Like as Rice moves to the SEC, or the SEC, <laughs> not the SEC, the AAC, that uh, we just go all in. Like we 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 move on from the script R, we move on from the Al, and we just all new, fresh, just complete rebrand. <laughs> I know this is not going to happen. If you ask Rice alumni to get rid of the script R, uh, they would sooner oh, yeah, burn, no, burn I the would university I would, down. I would I would drive to Katie and fight you. So that's a maybe. Okay, I understand. But uh, yeah, on the recruiting front, I did want to mention two good news. Um, Miguel Cedeno, um, he is a offensive lineman from Florida. Uh, this is Mike Bloomer now has signed uh, a player from Florida in every recruiting class that he's signed so far. And uh, in the, the previous, I guess that we're going on four now. Yeah. And in the pre, well, I guess if you count the transition class, this 2022, we have 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, five. This will be the fifth class. Um, and Rice had zero uh, players, high school players signed from uh, the state of Florida uh, in the previous five classes. So that's cool. Um, what's cooler here uh, is that Cedeno uh, also had offers from Florida Atlantic, uh, fellow AAC member, Florida Atlantic, um, Tulane, Southern Miss, uh, which is good. And then Utah and West Virginia. So Rice beat out 
uh, a Big 12 program and a Pac-12 program for an offensive lineman. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. And on the, I guess, skill position front, Rice gets a commitment from Juco running back uh, Dean Connors, who it can do a lot of things uh, with the football. Um, he actually was on campus uh, during the bye week. So uh, Rice did get a win uh, on the <laughs> during the bye, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, for the two weeks of the bye, however that works. Um, but he Rice didn't sign a high school running back in the 2021 class. Uh, I guess, actually, or any running back uh, at that point. Um, but Connor's uh, Juco guy was a, a senior and I guess, w- would have been in the 21 class, went the Juco route last year, um, and now will be coming to Rice with, because of the COVID year, four years of eligibility. Um, so that's exciting. <laughs> Stin just texted me and said it's officially a parliament. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, he, I, I will, I will let him know that Kennesaw state would like a word. Um, (laughs) but yeah, man, so we have, we have the, the UTSA lost, which was a bummer. Uh, we're sorry if you had to listen to too much of that before we got to the good stuff. Uh, so that's a down, but the good news, uh, rice to the AAC, um, in progress, um, and uh, a couple of big wins on the recruiting front. So, uh, the talent level is great. Uh, the uh, conference affiliation is great. Uh, we would like the football and all of the sports for that matter to be great too. So that is next on the to-do list. Um, I did, I, I, I laughed because during the bye week I had a couple um, more, uh, uh, I guess, overarching thought pieces. And I, I want to pull this one up um, before we get out of here. Because I was I was laughing at it uh, kind of this evening as I was just kind of taking stock of, of everything that happened. Uh, it was titled, Where Does Rice Fit in the Realignment Mix? And I just kind of <laughs> looked through uh, of what what reports had been out there so far about the AAC in the Mountain West. And I wrote, this is how I closed it. Um, I said, no singular, no singular person can know where any of this is headed. And if recent history is any indication, we'll have several more twists and turns before things start to settle down again. For now, it's encouraging to see Rice being mentioned in these dialogues. The next step, win on the field. I was wrong. Uh, Winning is no longer imperative. Um, Having the right people in the room is, I guess. Hamilton reference. Da, 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 yeah, there we go. Da, da, da. <laughs> but just shows that just just shows to know what do we really know uh, about any of this. But sometimes, uh, you know, maybe you're good or lucky. And if Rice is both, then I think things are working out well for all of the owls, the parliament of owls in the AAC. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, it's great. We uh, we did it in the reverse order. Here's hoping the uh, the. The good results on the field and the court seem to uh, and and uh, wherever else games are played. Uh, here's hoping the good results follow from here. Uh, this is this is. A, a running out of things to say, this is, a, this is a really big win and it's awesome. Yeah, awestruck and I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> we'll, we'll go out on a high note, right? Yeah. Um, here's hoping we can maintain some of this good feelings into next week coming out of the road trip to Birmingham. Uh, but we will see y'all then, uh, if there's more 
details on uh, realignment and conference things before then. We'll obviously have updates on those, but uh, we'll see y'all next week. And Rice Fight. This show was edited and produced by Carter Spires. It features music from Joseph McDade.